You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host David Drogemeyer and we are two writers who've gone to start covering the Chargers for San Diego Sports Domination, doing our own Facebook live show Chargers Domination Live for five seasons. I write for the LA Football Network and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. If you guys are looking for an all NFL show to keep you up with everything going on around the league, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson show every Monday through Friday. It's what I use to make sure I'm keeping up with everything going on to know who these Chargers opponents are and what I should be excited or concerned about. But if you guys need a show like that, Peacock and Williamson is where it's at. But for today's show, it feels like game day, David, and it's not because it's Friday, right? We still have a day to wait. But for those who don't know, the Chargers are playing Tomorrow night, Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's a little bit weird because it is the preseason, but we have Chargers Rams tomorrow, David. I'm super excited about it. Even though it's not going to be like a regular season game preview show, we do want to get into this preseason game. and I think there is a lot to talk about, so welcome into the show. If you don't already, follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. But today we did get to hear from Brandon Saley a little bit about who is going to play on Saturday at SoFi Stadium, and who's not going to play, right? So we're going to talk about that. The Herberts, the Derwin Jameses of the world are not going to play in the preseason. So we're going to start there and also just talk about the fact that this is our first chance to kind of see how this coaching staff feels about some of these guys based on how much they are playing in this preseason game, where you know they are resting some of their key starters. So a lot to get into there. And then in segments two and three, we're just going to get into the individual players and position groups that we're excited to watch out for. We're going to get to see all of the rookies on the field for the Chargers. That's really exciting. I mean, on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, I think there's a lot of good things to watch for. So we're going to talk about the wide receiver battle, getting to see Easton Stick kind of fighting for his life out there. We'll talk about some of the guys on defense. We're excited to see, like Asante Samuel Jr., one of the guys I'm most excited about. So let's go ahead and get into it. The Chargers preseason game is upon us. The Chargers will kick off against the Rams tomorrow night at SoFi Stadium for preseason game one. Remember, there's only going to be three of these, so each of these games is going to be super important. And one of the things that we didn't know, David, is how Brandon Staley and this new coaching staff was going to approach the preseason. Especially because he came from Sean McVay and the Rams, who don't play any of their key starters during the preseason, it seems like Brandon Staley, with his you know health consciousness and wanting to get everyone to the field for the regular season, is following in that same philosophy because he said guys like Derwin James and Justin Herbert will not be playing any of the preseason games. He was also asked by reporters about a couple of other guys, and we found out guys like Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Corey Lindsley, Brian Bulaga, Limbaugh Joseph, and Jared Cook will also not play in any preseason games. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Joey Bosa is not going to play either, especially nope. given the injury history of some of these guys. And just Chris the, Harris Jr. too. Chris Harris playing. Jr., yeah, he wasn't mentioned. He's definitely not playing. But, David, what do you just think about this philosophy? I mean, we've seen different Chargers coaches do it differently. You think back to guys like Ryan Matthews breaking his collarbone in the preseason oh, right after God. one snap. Yeah. 
But you would see, you know, the dress rehearsal, game three, Phillip Rivers play a half and things like that. Now the Chargers are not playing any of their starters for any of the preseason for the most part. Well, first of all, Daniel, we made it, my man. (laughs) We made it. Football is back. Chargers football is upon us. We are on the precipice of a preseason game. Yes, it's a preseason game, but I could care less. Um, And, you know, everyone wants to see the big stars and all that, but... Honestly, personally, I don't. I don't want to see any of them in the preseason. I want to minimize the risk for them to get injured. I don't really care you know, if they go out there and, and play at all. Since they're not playing, that's totally fine with me. I want to make sure that all of these guys get to week one and they feel as healthy and strong as possible to go out there and execute when it actually matters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I 100% agree with this philosophy and the guys that you're hearing about are not the same guys that you would be super worried are going to come out super rusty. And I thought that maybe the most interesting thing about this was just why Brandon Staley said these guys weren't going to play. And what he said was, our practices are going to be a lot more like games than these preseason games. The environment that we create on our practice field is where the real action in the preseason is. So, David, that's his reasoning for not wanting to play these guys. And I love that, right? He's saying we're going to do better things here than they're ever going to get out of the preseason. But the preseason does bring some things like fully tackling people, and you don't want a lot of those guys to get fully tackled. But it is different than the thud tempo at practice. Either way, the one group of players that we know is going to play are the rookies. So that is something cool because even though we know some of these rookies could potentially be starting a la Rashawn Slater, but even though he is having important players not step on the field for the Chargers in the preseason, I mean, I think it's easy to get excited about the rookies, and I agree that the rookies should be out there. No question about it. Absolutely, the rookies should be out there. Unfortunately, Mark Webb is hurt, so he's probably one of the only rookies that we are not going to be able to see. That's upsetting. Uh, play. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks because, I mean, Mark Webb is a guy I've really wanted to go out there and watch. I wanted to see what he was going to be able to do. I mean, I liked the skill set, and I liked kind of what I thought Brandon Staley was going to do with him. But, hey, we're going to have to wait a week. But, of course, I'm excited to watch the rookies. This is the first time you get to see them put on the pads, put on that beautiful, sexy Chargers jersey, (laughs) and go out there and execute and go out there and ball out. I mean, we've heard enough practices. We've even been to SoFi Stadium for the, you know, their little dress rehearsal, you know, the scrimmage that they had, which was a lot of fun. And that kind of, that was our first glimpse of them. But you cannot simulate game reps, Daniel. You can't simulate game speed. And hey, like you said, they're not going out there and annihilating guys. They're not going out there breaking tackles. They're, they're not catching balls in, you know, serious traffic. They're all going to do that out there uh, in this preseason game on Saturday. So we really get to see what they look like against other NFL-quality type players, and I cannot be more excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, they will be playing against second and third and fourth and practice squad type of players, but at the same time, especially for some of these guys, you know, undrafted free agents, guys whose roster spots are not secured, this is an absolutely giant game. And the other thing that this just game... Ask Austin, just ask Austin Eckler about that. Or the countless amount of guys, the Antonio Gates, the Malcolm Floyds, the Jaleel Adais. I mean, all those guys put out in the preseason to get their spot on the roster, and it worked out very well for them. But the other thing we get to see in this game, David, before we get into the specific players that we're excited to watch, is just how this coaching staff feels about some of these players. So yeah. we know like Nazir Adderley, who we'll talk about at some point in the show... He is going to play. So, like, how does he feel when Derwin James isn't playing, you know? I mean, both those guys haven't played a very different amount 
of games, but obviously the results have been much better in Derwin James's case. But what I mean to say just is, a little bit, yeah, a lot different. But this is the first chance to see not only who is going to be out there with the first, you know, second team defense, the guys that are going to be out there, right? Are we going to see Drew Tranquil? How much are we going to see Kazir White? Are we going to see Bong and you know Nick Neiman out there for a lot of it? We don't know, but it will give us a sense, David, of how highly the coaches think of some of these players by how late they're playing in the game, potentially how early they get on the field and who they're replacing. This is our first chance to kind of get a feeling of all of that. Yeah, Brandon Staley basically said that he is using the preseason to evaluate guys they need to get a better handle on. They, they need to see them go out there and, and perform certain tasks, which I, I agree with that. I mean, that's what the preseason is for. You want to see the, these guys go out there and do their job and, and see what they need to get better at or see if they are a fit for this team. So I totally understand that philosophy. I'm good with it. Uh, I'm excited. And hey, we get to evaluate the the depth. I think that's the biggest thing for me in the preseason, Daniel, is seeing what they look like. And I want to see what they look like in the backup offensive line. I want to see the back end guys. I want to see just the quality of the depth because at some point in time, some of these guys are going to get called upon to play because injuries happen in the NFL. And the quality of your depth is going to determine how well you can get through those injuries throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, the smaller that gap is from the guy you're losing to the next guy on the field is huge. And for the Chargers, this is the chance for us to see those guys because guess what? If everything goes right, you're not seeing them in the regular season because they're not getting on the field because the starters are normally out there. So that's one of those things where you're going to see it when it happens and you're not going to really know how that situation is going to go. But I personally feel better about Brandon Staley kind of coaching these second groups of players and the new coaching staff to try to mitigate some of those losses, right? And to be able to potentially scheme around guys that you aren't able to have on the field. So it's really exciting. And then, you know, it's going to be hard not to overreact when some of these guys get out there and are playing the full game and are in there late in the fourth quarter. I mean, I'll never forget seeing, you know. But that's what we do, Daniel. <laughs> Jerry, I tout you right out there. Late in the game, you're like, oh, well, this coaching staff might not feel very great about him at this moment, right? So there's going to be some takeaways like that. But the other good thing is, is we get to see the first glimpse of the Brandon Staley defense, and the Ronaldo Hill defense, right, and the Joe Lombardi-Shane Day offense. Even though it'll be basic, this is the first chance to see And the Darius things. Swinton special teams. Most importantly, the Darius Swinton special teams. I'm glad you brought that up. And there will be some special teams guys we'll talk about at the end of the show as well. But... We do need to get into the offensive players who we are looking forward to watching. I mean, we know now that Chase Daniel is going to be starting the game for the Chargers tomorrow night, being backed up by Easton Sticks. We're going to get into them and other guys we're excited to watch at SoFi Stadium and preseason game number one coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet. And of course, I am talking about Built Bar. I know, guys, right now, the one of the things that had me stoked about Built Bar is the fact that it was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So I thought it was really cool when I was eating the same thing as them, even though physically we couldn't be any further apart. But I'm trying to get there with Built Bars. And the nice thing about that is Built Bars fit into my diet. I mean, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only about four to five grams of sugar and net carbs. All that is great. And it's a big reason why I eat them. The number one reason why I eat them is because they taste great. And I think that's the biggest thing always for me If it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to eat it. So when you have a bunch of different flavors to choose from and you feel like you're kind of 
sneaking in a cheap meal, right, when you're having a candy bar, but it's actually a built bar. And there's so many good flavors, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, German chocolate, just to name a few. And you can get a mixed box to switch things up, keep the variety going, and you'll never get tired because you're always switching it up and they're all great flavors. And right now, and uh, we just saw something super cool from Built Bar paying for 36 BYU football players tuition this year with the new NIL thing going on in college football. That was so cool to see Built Bar out there helping these kids get an education and helping the kids who weren't on scholarship get to play football and follow their academic dreams as well. But right now we can even save you guys some money on Built Bars. If you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, David. Well, we talked about the kind of philosophy that Brandon Staley is carrying with him into this preseason. And I'm excited about it because we keep on seeing Brandon Staley being committed to getting these guys on the field for Sundays. And more importantly, just keeping these guys out there on the field. But making sure we don't have situations where no one you know, is going to get to play when the games actually count. But there are still a ton of players that are going to be playing. We'll get into some defensive guys that we're excited to watch on Saturday coming up after this. But I want to start with the offensive guys. And I said to end that last segment that Chase Daniel will start for the Chargers on Saturday. I'm not as, you know, stoked to watch Chase Daniel. I'm not (laughs) expecting a ton out of Chase Daniel. I think he's going to be solid. I think especially against second team guys and things like that. What do you think, in a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half? Yeah, something along those lines. We know that Easton Stick will be coming in after him. We haven't heard anything about KJ Costello, but either way, I mean, I trust Chase Daniel to go out there and get other guys the football, right, and be able to run the offense and and show some of the other weapons that we don't know as much about. But Easton Stick, I do think, is a draw here, David, because he is fighting for his job, right? I mean, he has a really tough start to camp. But the one time we've kind of seen him, you know, at least excite the Chargers fan base was in the preseason. But that was all the way back in 2019. This year with him fighting for his job and being a type of player who can have some electric playmaking type of plays. I'm excited to see what Easton Stick does tomorrow night, even if it's the second team offense that's surrounding him. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that Easton Stick has some athleticism. He's a smaller guy, but the guy can run. I mean, he can definitely – he's got some elusiveness. He can get down the football field. I mean, in practice, he ripped off a 40-yard run. I mean, he's got that ability. He can do that. I mean, he can make some decent throws, and he had some success in college. But in the NFL, in the preseason ranks, we've seen a lot of inconsistency with the throws. And I think for him – Personally, if he wants to stay on this team, he needs to have a clean game. No interceptions, no fumbles. He needs to get the ball to his receivers, move the ball down the field, execute the offense, and not make any kind of stupid mistakes. I think Easton Stick needs to have a clean performance, make some plays, and get out of there. I think that's what I want to see out of Easton Stick in the preseason in general. If he does that, then he has a better chance of staying on the roster and making it a harder decision on whether the Chargers should keep Three quarterbacks or two quarterbacks? Yeah, and maybe they've already made up their mind on that, right? We don't really know what their philosophy is going to be there if they want to maybe just have somebody on the practice squad carry two into the game day active roster, which can be a little sketchy, right? I mean, we've seen injuries and things like that, but a lot of teams are going more towards two quarterbacks on the game day roster. So that could be the case for Easton Stick, but you're right. He definitely has to make some big plays 
But who else on the offense, David, are you really looking forward to seeing, even though it's a preseason game? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the easy one here. No. I mean, uh, yes. Yes, I am. It's Rashawn Slater. Slater. Yes. Yes, Daniel, of course. I, obviously, we're all excited to see Rashawn Slater. I mean, we've heard nothing but glaring, uh, nothing but glowing reviews of him and his performances going up against Uchenna and Wosu and Joey Bosa and Kyler Fackrell and having a lot of success against all of them. I mean, Joey Bosa said in, in an interview on NFL Network that, Everyone is having problems with him, and I think that's what you love to hear from one of the best pass rushers in the NFL because that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to go out there and protect Justin Herbert's blind side. I know Justin Herbert's not going to be out there, but we get to see what the the technician is able to do out there in the NFL after taking a year off from playing no games. He gets to go back out there and show why he's the 13th overall pick and why all those other teams that passed on him are really dumb. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he already has been kind of starting that, just showing people that there's no way he should have been the 13th overall pick. But he still has to go out there and do it, right? I mean, it's hard to get carried away just because that specific position has been so bad for the Chargers for so long. But at the same time, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you there's maybe even a single Chargers offensive player that I want to see more than Rashawn Slater. I am excited to see Brandon Hymas too, right? Because he's a key depth piece. On this 100%. offensive line, I'm maybe, you know, too excited to watch a backup guard slash tackle potentially for the Chargers. But there are a couple position group battles, David. This is going to be kind of our first glance at who is going to separate themselves from these groups. And we'll start with the receivers here because I'm excited to see what, you know, Austin Prowell does out there. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what Jason Moore does out there. I don't know what I receivers. I want to see what Joe Reed does out exactly. there. Exactly. K.J. Hill. I mean, we could see Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton. We don't know yet. Tyron Johnson was back at practice, but he was been dealing with stuff. Jalen Guyton got nicked up and was out at the practice at SoFi Stadium, caught a long bomb over Asante Samuel Jr. That's a position group, David, I'm very excited about because the wide receivers are going to get a lot of play. You don't know how the quarterbacking is going to be, right? Are the passes going to get to them? But – Either way, this is a great opportunity for someone in that group, whether it's Joe Reed or KJ Hill, proving that they still should be on this team, right? And saying, hey, don't forget about me. Or guys like, you know, Josh Palmer continuing his strong run, super excited about him. And a lot of these other receivers who can all make big big plays potentially on Saturday. Well, Daniel, I mean, you think about it, there's probably only one or two spots in that wide receiver room that are even debatably up for grabs. I think there's not a lot of room there, and you're going to have to show out as a receiver. You're going to have to make plays in the preseason, and you're going to have to show your versatility and your ability on special teams because I think one of these spots is going to go to the best kick returner and punt returner on this team, and you know they're going to really have to stand out, but they're going to have to make plays on offense. But that's my point, is they're going to have to make plays at, in both phases if they're going to want to make this team. But yes, this is the first chance we get to see the volume of who's going to go out there, how many balls they're going to catch, what they're going to look like out, out there, if they're going to be able to create separation, if they're going to be able to go up and get contested catches, if they're going to be physical over the middle, just all sorts of things. I mean, that is one thing we're going to be watching very closely, and we're going to have a great idea of who's going to stand out after week one. And hey, hey, nothing is decided after week one of the preseason, but we have an idea of what these guys are able to do against some competition. Exactly, and against another team. And I think an almost equally important battle for the Chargers that will be going down is 
the battle at running back as well because we're going to get to see rookie Larry Roundtree, the third out there in a game-type situation right for the first time against a different opponent. And we're also going to see where Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson are in their kind of battle to maintain their roster relevance and to maintain their spot and their role in this offense. And as much as I'm excited about the wide receivers, David, the running backs have to be itching to get out there because they're blowing the whistle super quick in thud tempo at practice. Now is the time where you can truck stick dudes, you can break tackles, you can break off big plays, and that's going to be important for all three of those guys to show why they deserve a role in this offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Joshua Kelly, I think, uh, first and foremost. I want to see that he's got his confidence back. I want to see that he's going to be able to keep a handle on the football. I want to see that he has that aggression back. I mean, he says he likes to go out there and hit people. Show me. Show me that you can go out there and and impose your will on the defense, break off some big runs, don't go down on first contact, don't let ankle tackles bring you to the ground. Same thing for Larry Roundtree the third. I mean, his calling card in college was he's a physical, in-between-the-tackles type of runner, a guy who's had a lot of success on third downs and in the red zone. I want to see that displayed out there. That's one of the battles I'm definitely, definitely going to be looking at because it might be Larry Roundtree or Joshua Kelly for that last spot. We never know. We don't know, but this is going to help one of those guys' cases. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you could make a case for anyone outside of Austin Eckler, right? To be honest, even though Larry Rantry, you just drafted, Justin Jackson's had success in this league. Joshua Kelly, you spent a fourth-round pick on. There's still an argument to be made, right, that those guys are fighting for roster jobs. So now you don't have a, a whistle that's going to call you down. You're down when you go down. And for God's sakes... Hold on to the football, but I'm probably most Please. excited to see Larry Roundtree, but I think even Darius Bradwell, maybe he sneaks into the conversation on Saturday with some extended playing time. I'm going to be looking at Pipkins and Storm Norton, too, just the backup tackles. Yep. I want to see what they look like because, I mean, Huge. hey, one of those guys are going to play during the season. I mean, I would love to, to think and believe that Brian Blog is going to be healthy all season long, but we just haven't seen that in the last couple of years. So the way those guys play is going to be very important to the, to the success of this team. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be huge. Also, the tight end group, right? We know there's no Jared Cook. We're getting to see Trey McKitty out there. Getting to see Donald Parham, hopefully, with some improved confidence, right? And feeling good about himself going into year two. All of those things are going to be very exciting. And we're getting so excited over a goddamn preseason game. But I don't care because it is a lot to watch for. And we still have more guys to watch for because we haven't even talked about the defensive side of the ball. And there's going to be a full-blown kicker battle going on in the on the field at the pre going on in the preseason for the Chargers that we're going to get our first glimpse at tomorrow. So much to get into, so little time. We're going to get into defenders and the kicker battle coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. If you guys haven't been betting on sports, now is a great time to get in on the action because there's already a ton of Chargers bets that you guys can get in on before people realize how good the Chargers are, right? So Justin Herbert has some pretty great odds to be MVP. The Chargers, I mean, you could win a lot of money if you think they're winning the AFC West, and there's a lot more. I mean, Derwin James, Comeback Player of the Year Award, sign me up for that one. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in between him and what he's going to do if he can stay on the field this year. But it's not just football. You can bet on baseball going on right now. UFC fights are one of my favorite things to bet on because you can find somebody with really, really good odds, right? And just hope they land that one punch that's going to let you cash out the big winnings that you're looking for. But so much to do at betonline.ag, and they have the best props and odds that you're going to find out there. 
and they'll even give you some free money to play with if you head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today. You can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, we have talked about what the Chargers' philosophy is going to be, who is going to play, who's not going to play. But now let's talk about the defensive side of things and what individual players we are looking forward to watching in preseason game number one tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Rams. The battle for L.A. will be decided tomorrow night. No, I guess not, but just kidding. either way, there is a lot defensively, I think, to look forward to. I think for me, David, I mean, the rookies will definitely get into, but I'm thinking right now about Nazir Adderley and Jerry Tillery, and I think that's one of those things where even though those guys are both starters, we expect to see both of them on the field, and you hope they stand out, right? I mean, if they're full-blown starters, potentially going up against backups, we don't know how much they're going to play, but I think you'd like to go into this preseason game and see some splashy plays for not just Jerry Tillery, but Nazir Adderley, who's going to be lined up paired with Derwin James on the back end of the defense as well. I mean, two preseasons ago, Nazir Adderley was the preseason darling. I Him mean, and Easton almost, Stick. <laughs> right. He almost had three interceptions that one last preseason game. And, bro, I mean, I think that got everyone excited. I mean, I was like, okay, man, this guy's got good instincts, got good speed. He's around the ball. Like, man, that's what we want to see. That's what we need to see, but different. We need to see him get complete the interceptions this time. If he's around the ball and he has a chance to go get it, he needs to go get it. I want to see him sure up the tackling. I want to see Jerry Tillery get pushed in the middle and get after it as a pass rusher. He should be dominating because I don't think he's going to see some, you know, a lot of the starters out there. I think that he's going to have a good opportunity to really get some work done, to, to get some sacks, to get some tackles for loss. I want to see him be disruptive. I mean, if he doesn't get the stat sheet, be disruptive. That's what I want for Jerry Tillery, and I want to see some turnovers for Nas. But, yes, they need to go out there, and they need to play well. Absolutely. I mean, it's a big year for both of those dudes. You're going into year three, and the NFL is kind of weird like that, where usually within the first three years, you kind of know what a dude is. And there are some late bloomers, and it does happen occasionally. But it's go time for some of these dudes. I mean, Justin Jones is another one in there as well that you can, you know, kind of have your questions about. But this is a, a big year for these guys to not only prove that Tom Telesco was right in drafting them, right, but that they can be impact players at this level. And so far, we haven't seen it. And that's why you hope going into the preseason that you'll see some things that make you feel more confident that year three for those guys could be the season where it kind of all comes together for them. But there's a lot. I hope so. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, defensively, though, I think the rookies are where you go next, David, because you get to see Asante Samuel Jr. going up against another team. And I wouldn't want to be the receiver that's lined up across from him because I feel like you just know he's going to be like <laughs> snarling and like spitting on you. And probably I've saying, been waiting like, to hit somebody, yeah. and now I get to hit you. Like, I don't even feel like he's out there like trash talking. I feel like it's just like you look in his eyes and he's almost like drooling because he's so mad and like just is like. He's Can't not looking wait. at you. No. He's looking through you. For sure. And like just looks like he wants to absolutely take your head off. He, I am super excited to watch. But I'm also excited to see someone like Chris Rumpf out there, right? You talked about Very much so. how Mark Webb isn't going to end up being out there. But there are still some pieces defensively that I'm excited to see. Nick Neiman should get some run. Asante, Asante Samuel 
Asante Samuel Jr. will be out there getting some running. Chris Rump, you know, has a chance to really continue what he's done this camp. He's had some flashy plays, and I'm hoping to see some of those again where he can actually hit the quarterback and take him to the ground. Yeah, definitely looking for Chris Rump to to show everybody that, yeah, he's a little bit on the skinnier side, but that speed and that slipperiness is going to help this team. I still think he's going to be an effective pass rusher. They needed to add somebody that can, you know, get after the quarterback, not named Joey Bozo or Uchenna. And I think Chris Rumpf has the ability to do that. I'm also wanting to see Emeka Igbule and see if he can take some okay. of those good practices that he's had in the in training camp and transfer that onto the field in the preseason. And, and of course, we have to talk about the undrafted free agent, Eamon Abong Bamiga. We have to... It's going to be really exciting to watch him out there. He's getting a lot of love lately. Mm-hmm. I want to see if he can go out there and execute. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time, Daniel. And I want to see what, what the, all the hype's about. I want to see what the instincts look like. I want to see what the tackling looks like. I want to see what the coverage ability looks like. I mean, this is a guy who they're saying is trending upwards. Let's see if he can solidify that. I mean, he's definitely had more buzz around him than Nick Neiman has, right? I mean, Nick Neiman was the first. No question. I haven't heard anything about Nick Neiman. Yeah, almost a scary little amount about Nick Neiman. But, hey, it's a six-round pick that you're hoping can come in, contribute on special teams. He wasn't the one that went in there with Kenneth Murray, got hurt last Sunday at SoFi Stadium. It was Bong who got in there with the first-team defense surrounding him, right? Brandon Staley said he wanted to get him out there in situations like that. That's a great sign. For you, if you're an undrafted free agent. Now, in a game scenario, you get to go out there, lay the wood, and show why you deserve to be on this team. Another couple of guys I would throw out there, too. Braden Fehoko and Cortez Broughton. I mean, there's been some splashes from Cortez Broughton that I've heard about coming out of training camp. Not a lot out of Fehoko that I've seen, at least, coming out of training camp. So, I'm excited for him to get out there and, you know, really fight for his spot in this defensive line rotation. Because after the top three guys... Limbaugh, Joseph, Tillery, and Justin Jones. It's a little blurry after that. Christian Covington probably also as well, just because they brought him in for a specific reason. Outside of that, though, it's hard to say that Fehoko or Broughton's spots are totally solid right at the moment, and they're for sure going to make it. Those guys could have a chance to show exactly why they should be you know, in that rotation on the Chargers defensive line. That will be so important in Brandon Staley's defense. But let's talk about some kickers, David, because this is also – the best chance you're going to get to see the kickers in a real kind of game type situation. We know Brand Staley has been simulating that. And I mean, even just being at SoFi Stadium with most of the fans not there, Alex Kessman, you know, couldn't really handle it last weekend. Not to say that it's going to stay like that, but either way, the Chargers are going to get a chance to get to see these kickers on the field. Right now, it seems like Michael Badger is in catch-up mode. We heard from Daniel Popper yeah. earlier on in the week. He thinks that Tristan Viscaino is going to win the job. He sounded pretty confident about that. Shane Day was with him last year, you know, in San Francisco when he got to play a little bit and Robbie Gold was hurt. Darius Swinton has the ties with him from San Francisco. They obviously liked what they saw from this dude filling in for Robbie Gold, and I get that part of it, but now it seems like, David, that the man formerly known as the Money Badger is in catch-up and is going to have to not only you know consistently go out there and make field goals, but make long field goals too, because we know he doesn't have a better leg than Vizcaino does. No, he does not. And this is it. This is the time right now. I mean, they simulated special teams all throughout practices, and you know they try to make it as game like as possible. But the fact is, is nobody's rushing at you. There's no crowd noise. There's nothing like that. There's no elements. There's no pressure to make a kick. 
And that's what it's all about. Now it's about going out there and making all of your kicks. I mean, if you want this job, if you want to be the kicker for the Chargers, now is when you do it. The preseason, when you go out there and you're called upon to make your field goals and your extra points and do your kickoffs, you need to execute and you need to make all your kicks. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you have to. I mean, and that's pressure enough, right? I mean, I think... We've already seen that just having three kickers with the team right now has made it a little bit tough for these guys, right? And we've seen them miss some kicks even badly. And it should be tough. And it should be tough. And that means it's working. <laughs> I mean, that means you are kind of sifting through, right? Because if you're getting in your own head about kicks like this, even knowing your job's on the line, it doesn't bode well for you when you get into those big moments with potentially a playoff game on the line or a chance to get into the playoffs on the line or even just a regular season game on the line, which we've seen blown by Chargers kickers, not only named Michael Badgley. It's unfair to only use him as the poster child for that. It's been many different Chargers kickers, but you want to get this figured out. So far, Vizcaino has been the best kicker out of everything we've heard from training camp. After seeing the, all the kickers at SoFi Stadium, he's going to have to continue that. But more than that, Michael Badger is playing catch-up at this point. So he's going to have to be pretty damn good to win this job back, it seems like. So that is something that's definitely a storyline going into the preseason games. But the great news is, guys, is the preseason is happening. You can follow me and David on Twitter. You can find me at Dan Talk Sports and David at DroTalkSD. And we'll be tweeting throughout the game, you know, everything that's going on, and you guys can keep up with that that way. But we'll also be back with you guys on Monday to recap the game, talk about the players who, you know, stood out to us, talk about who didn't play, who did play, and so much more. And then on Monday, I will be at Chargers training camp, so I'll get some great access for you guys and let you know everything that's going on there after the Chargers' first preseason game and them getting back on the field next week. So to make sure you guys don't miss it, Follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the new Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, or wherever you can find the Locked on Chargers podcast there. If that platform has a place to, make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked on Chargers, and we have a Locked on Chargers Facebook page, and you can find all of the shows there, as well as at Locked on LAC on Twitter. But we love interacting with you guys on there. And next week, there's so much to be excited about. So much to talk about from the preseason game. I'll be going to practice. We'll have more big guests coming up for you guys throughout the rest of training camp as well. But make sure you guys don't miss it and make sure you're back here Monday with us. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.